Welcome back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. I'm Curtis the Fourth. So, this episode's just going to be a continuation of last week. We discussed uh, the beginnings of free agency as everything was just kind of popping off. We are a week out from that. So, a lot of stuff has changed, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, yeah, so we're going to dive into that. But before we get into all of that stuff, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, first things first. Go follow us on Twitter. It's at the underscore square pod. We have done a couple of polls. Uh, There's a lot of information going out there uh, in response to all of the free agent signings and whatnot. Um, Plus, uh, if you guys are looking to see uh, us grow and and this community grow, because we do want it to be a community community of sports fans, rather, uh, where we are all having open uh, forum (coughs) discussions and whatnot, uh, just go ahead and follow us uh, and make sure you're like, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, to uh, our videos and our, our podcast in general, whether you're listening to us on YouTube or uh, on any other uh, platform wherever you get your podcast. So outside of that, uh, let's talk free agency football in the NFL. It's the biggest story right now. Um, how are you feeling going into this, uh, or I guess coming out of this, mm. this week and a half <clears throat> to kick off free agency? I'm very disappointed um, <laughs> for various, I mean, for obvious reasons, um, <clears throat> the Bears was a was a, just a disaster in this past week. Uh, where we was on the mountain high, now we're in the valley low, <laughs> and we're back to just you know back to the basics. And you know, yep. well, we you know back to square one. They want to say Plan B. I think it was just the original plan. But yeah. with that being said, um, based on our the you know the hoopla of the Russell Wilson and. Um, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, I think that might have possibly delayed Chicago's approach, you know, the first couple of days in free agency based on the negotiations. And in the process, we ended up <clears throat> with, you know, our biggest signing, which was Andy Dalton. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to harp on that. But uh, other than that, I thought the week um, throughout the week, it was some real interesting signings that um, interesting. came across the um, airwaves. Would have wished I'd seen, you know, the Bears a little bit more in there. Um, but I think they, they got some key pieces, key defensive players. And, you know, again, status quo, Bears, you know, Bears, <laughs> Bears are going to put a team out there. Um, I don't have a whole lot of optimism <laughs> for next year. I, <clears throat> like we were just talking about discussing off air, eight and eight at best, really. Yeah. You know, we're looking at 500 this year. So, uh, a lot to get excited about, you know, a lot to get excited for around the rest of the league, though. Um, for sure. Other than that, I mean. Well, there's some great. confusing <laughs> signings. There is some interesting signings there. I mean, there there's a lot of superlatives you can give to some of the signings that happened uh, yes. around the league so far. So we'll get into those um, and, and we'll dive into uh, specific signings that happened, some of the bigger ones uh, for sure. Um is there any specific one that stands out to you the most uh, since we last talked? Uh, the most. Hmm. There's a lot of signings. <laughs> uh, one that really shocked me more than anything was AJ Green to the Arizona. That one uh-huh. lowered me. I, 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 it was one of those. I didn't really think AJ Green had a lot of um, takers whatsoever. Yeah. Um, didn't even get, give it much consider. I didn't. I didn't consider much thought of him ending up somewhere. I. <laughs> I thought that he probably wouldn't get signed after the draft at some point, and like he'd just been kind of a afterthought. And 
Arizona showed themselves to be very aggressive um, in this first first couple of weeks of free agency um, and put in the body of work of him with that offense. Um, not bad. That that was um, it was just a, it was I don't I don't know if he's going to be the AJ Green of old. However, doesn't have to be. Uh, not <laughs> at all. And that was my point. It's like man, just to add this guy on as a second, third, fourth option. It's like. Man, a depth is that's that's scary. You yeah, know, I mean, you go from a number one in Cincinnati uh, to a number three in Arizona. They got him on a one-year deal, six million dollars, six million guaranteed. So he's getting paid every single time he he goes out there. Injury guarantees and all. So, I mean, I like the signing since he doesn't have to be a number one anymore. Uh, he doesn't have to kind of carry uh, Joe Burrow and, and the rest of that right. <laughs> suspect offense over in Cincinnati. Um, not saying Joe Burrow is suspect, just that they don't have much around him, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, and AJ Green, he's been known for being a fantastic wide receiver, just hampered by injuries. So for him to not have to carry the load as much definitely will help him out with his career. Uh, extending that as far as he can. He's 32, uh, and hopefully this takes a little bit of the, the edge off of him, being the fact that he doesn't have to just like be that guy uh, out, out in uh, Arizona. He can just play within his means. I mean, he's behind um, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, who else is over there? Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, <coughs> uh, and now it's him. Uh, Isabella. Andy Isabella. I think Larry Fitzgerald is going to go elsewhere. He still hasn't decided on if he's retiring or if he's coming back for one more year, going for one more ride. No one knows. Um, so definitely with uh, – I mean, that helps um, Arizona get younger at the receiving core, plus uh, just giving them a little bit more depth. So I, I definitely like that signing. The wide receiver signing that shot me. Kenny Galladay going over to the Giants. <laughs> that one I, it just came out of left field. Like we, I knew he was going to go talk to them, but I didn't think that there was more much substance coming from that, uh, from that discussion. Only because, mm. I mean, he had other suitors available. Clearly, I mean, obviously the Bears were one of them. They gave him, I think, a twelve million dollar deal, um, and then he also had uh, Baltimore swoop in late to be a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he wants to go win, you can go get money there. Uh, and, and they think they were doing 11 to anywhere from 11 to $13 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. um, which is on par for what he was getting, what he ended up getting with Detroit. Uh, he ended up getting $18 million a year, but he only has 10 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's $40 million in total guaranteed on that contract. So, right. uh, I mean, he got more guaranteed money elsewhere. It just didn't have the potential to hit. The eighteen million, but the incentives never really get that high anyway. So I, I just I don't understand this the the reason he wanted to go there because I don't see them as a potential winner, and you could have got more guaranteed money elsewhere. So that just confuses me a little bit. It, it is. I I have. I'm you know I'm questioning whether or not he his decision had to do with whether or not he would be the number one or the number two on the team. You know, mm-hmm. I know that came he, out. Will he give his um, opportunities to hit those incentives as opposed to being a number two or number three on some other team? Well, that's only with Chicago. You're definitely going to be the number one in Baltimore, and you're going to be a contender. Like, I, well, he never considered it. Like, I was, <laughs> I was translating. Like, let's just as an example, let's say Kansas City reached out because Kansas yeah. City was reaching out for a lot of the top wide receivers. True. Which interestingly, they didn't reach out for him. I think they 
understood from um, Galladay's camp what his number, his asking price, which again, um, he abs- absurdly was 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 expecting anywhere from eighteen to nineteen million a year. Yeah, and puts him in the top five, puts him a uh, catapults him above a plethora of wide receivers, which. Like I like kind of like Kenny Galladay, but you're not top five money. But I mean, that's just production. not how the NFL works. It's always next man up, get your money, get as much as you possibly can. So I mean, I don't really fault him for doing that because he well, he's the NFLPA comes out every year and is like, everybody go get your money. Like that yeah. that's their number one prerogative. Yeah, they, they say that, but but the flip side is, yeah, go get your money. Now I'm in New York. Good luck <laughs> winning there. You know, exactly. it's like you you it's you exchanging. A paycheck for for wins or for you know you want to I don't want to say legacy but you know yeah. for the opportunity to try to win a championship mm-hmm. and like because you could sit there and we, they could try to spin it and say he's the he's the building block to for our new direction and for for um, building a championship you know Super Bowl contending team well it's just him and who else over there is Sterling exactly. Shepard still over there that's what I'm like. saying <laughs> they can't even sell that then like he can't sell that so I mean it was a money grab you know he went out there 100%. and he got paid now I get that yeah go get your money but four years seventy two million dollars forty million guaranteed I, I just want to make sure we get the actual contract right out there. and I mean it's it's gonna all be fine next year because he's gonna be the you know he get all his money up front mm-hmm. you know he's he's gonna be living how off the hog is you know he's gonna you know. Brand new New York, you know, probably got got some endorsement opportunities that might come out of that as well, just from the proximity of the market that he's not in. if you don't perform. <laughs> well, I'm, that remains to be seen, and and yet with all that being said, I mean, if I had to predict, okay, I mean they over there with like with with Chicago, we're looking at we're looking at six, seven wins this season, if that, you know, if yeah. not five, you know. I mean, I think New York's in a worse position than Chicago, in all honesty. Uh, I mean, Chicago's literally a quarterback away. The yeah. Giants, Sus- they're everything away. Suspect defense, <laughs> definitely suspect offensive line, yeah. suspect quarterback, starting quarterback. Don't, you know, the decimated wide receiver um, um, core. Like, matter of fact, who coming it, back from last year even on this route? I, I have no idea. I, I don't really follow the, the Giants like that. I, I've tried to keep up. I am getting more and more into them only because Joe Judge is the new head coach over there. Right. It seems like this is revitalizing Jason Garrett's career. Um, but that, besides the point, the more interesting thought that I had was Dave Gettleman said in i mean this is years ago before he ended up trading away obj i mean obviously we're not signing obj to get rid of him this was on par i think this is almost verbatim exactly the deal that they gave obj Mm -hmm. and you traded him away is kenny galladay better than obj Uh, i mean all things everybody being healthy that remains to be seen. Exactly. You know, like, and so like that's what confuses me the most about this from the from the Giants perspective is it's like you traded away OBJ because he I mean, obviously he had the off the field stuff, he had the he, a cancer in the locker room, which I really don't believe. I just think people don't know how to use him, uh in in all honesty. Um but you Kenny Galladay has, has not shown talent wise more than obj so why is he getting this contract for them and why does kenny galladay want to beat like th- th- that one to me was the most confusing as it stands right now only being that it just doesn't make sense from either side in in all honesty uh, from i guess things that we've seen in the past from both of them true um <laughs> I, I mean i don't, I don't I, 
I would just reiterate what you were saying. I don't want to continue to just, you know, repeat the same things. I, I agree 100%. It makes no sense. <laughs> and, um, which, you know, he gets on my, you know, on my list, you know, and I, which <laughs> you, I, I was more surprised uh, again, based on, you know, on, like I was saying with the, with the AJ green signing, but if you ask me what most shocked me, <laughs> it wasn't even this, you already know it's, it's my losers list. And that's Juju Smith Schutzer. Yeah. And let's the, get into it. Uh, you want this or you want me to? I mean, I mean, I'll I'm, take it off. Go right ahead. Uh, Pittsburgh it completely. This offseason has been confusing. You first re-sign and restructure the contract to Big Ben instead of either cutting him or just kind of giving in on this season. Because uh, I mean, you're 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 running it back to just do what you failed at doing last year. Right. So. You're going in with the exact same team with the exact same mentality with less defensive help. Like it exactly. doesn't make any sense what Pittsburgh's doing so to start. Juju and yeah. Vic being finna step their game up now and to pick up for the defense too. Cool. Like let let's see how that works. Oh God, <laughs> two time losers, Juju Smith Schuster. And Kenny Galladay, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And like, yeah. and look, you went in so hard on on Kenny on Kenny Galladay. We get right back to Juju. Yeah. However, this move here proves my. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, this, you, I said if he leaves Detroit, loser. he would be just fine, and he'll be able to show it. But I, go, this signing makes me feel like Mr. Kenny Galladay, Galladay won't be able please to. Please call him. <laughs> please, I mean, write to us. You know, do we'll a do comment, whatever. anything. Just I bring this smoke. <laughs> I, I I want to talk to Kenny. I have to get inside the head of this man. For sure. Now, taking that apart, sidebar from there, back to Juju. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah, Juju. Even worse. This is, I don't like this about the Juju signing because, first off, he kind of, like, pissed and burned down the entire bridge leaving. At at, at first, he was saying some really weird stuff. Some really cryptic tweets went out. Um, and then, all of a sudden, he was talking to his teammates and telling them, hey, guys, I love you guys, but... Man, it looks like I'm going elsewhere. Like I, I'm looking to get paid. I'm looking to go win. And now, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the, the most confusing thing is that you sign a one-year, eight million dollar contract with seven million dollars guaranteed. Cool. You you get to go back to where you were, and, you, and you're comfortable in Pittsburgh, and and you're gonna be able to get more money next year potentially if everything works out the way that you want. And then all of a sudden, we're seeing money come back um in into the league into the salary cap because um because we're we're recovering from covid um but that aside i just the football side of it in my football brain is just like no this does not work at all can he i mean uh sorry juju smith schuster you you're going to just you're this is literally beating a dead horse this is the definition of insanity you are going back and doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that it's going to change, thinking that it's gonna gonna work eventually. <clears throat> Nothing's changing. You didn't. You're not fixing the defense. You're not addressing the defense. The defense was fantastic last year, but now you've lost so many pieces on that side of the ball. Plus, on the offensive side of the ball, you've lost a lot of guys on the offensive line. Big mm-hmm. Ben's getting older, and I've been saying it for three years now. He's not the same dude. He can't carry your offense. And now you got Juju, uh, 
Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and James Conner running it back. Like, this does not make any sense whatsoever from either side. So, uh, the, you're right. This is a, I think this is, I think Kenny Galladay was a more shocking signing. The most confusing signing is the Juju Smith-Schuster one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he gets, he gets the, he gets the, re- he gets the reward. I mean, he gets the award, you know, hustling backwards award. I mean, because <laughs> I'm, you, I mean, what are we prolonging the inevitable to figure out what do you want to do with your career next year and next off season? I guess Just gives so. him time to think about what he wants to do. I mean, it. But then why do you say what you say on your way into free agency? That That's the other thing that confuses me. Like, you made it clear you did not want to be in Pittsburgh. And now everything's just all hunky-dory? Like, <laughs> I don't know if the coach, Mike Tomlin, and uh, Big Ben locked this guy in a room and had a, had a, did a, had a hold Andre Jordan. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, force this man to you know put put you know put your thumbprint on the on the on the on the on the, on the, on the monitor and sign. You know, I don't know what happened. Like, did he sign the duress? Because he took less money to stay on in a, a worse situation. Deal on a in a situation, yes, which which is not. You could be like, okay, if they brought everybody back, exactly. Maybe, maybe I can kind of see because okay, it kind of just trying it, to run in the back. It went off the rails in the last month, in the last four weeks of the season. I get that. That's not what's happening here. It's it was a complete one eighty. Something happened that's not coming out, and 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 he's and he's going on like he made the best deal ever, you know. And I know people, you know, you get on, you hear people on ESPN. Well, he made the best deal for him, and but really what? didn't. You know, you hear stuff banter, which you know, absolutely. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> at. It'd be that one, you know, that one guy swinging for the fence on ESPN, just yeah. saying something outlandish, as outlandish as this signing was, and. You okay? You know my beloved Chiefs. <laughs> they turned down the cheat. The Chiefs came to them, came to him in his camp to offer him the uh, offer this guy the ability and the opportunity to win and ch- and compete for a championship. And I guess I don't know. Maybe being a third option is just below this guy for some strange reason. Now, with that being said, out getting getting outplayed by Chase Claypool and and Deontay Johnson. Am I, am I saying yeah, it right? Yeah, I think it's Deontay Johnson. Uh, I mean, like, what are you talking about? You weren't even the best receiver on your team, let alone no one's – You all you had to do was show up and then run your route or series of routes. I'm Just do it, you – because, like, honestly – It was it, a layup, and he just blew it. Honestly, because you know, okay. the KC situation, I, I mean, Kansas City when – when he turned down Kansas City, I knew – he wasn't looking to win. I thought he was looking to get paid. And I'm, and then because <laughs> when when this happened, I was like, okay. I, I heard that it was looking like he wasn't going to Kansas City, and and that's the pro- thought process that I had. I was like, okay, he's not looking to win. He's looking to get paid. Cool. You're 24 years old. Go get your money. I don't care. That's fine. And that would have made sense. That would have made to- so much sense. And then I hear that he resigns to to Pittsburgh. I was like, oh, they just gave him the bag then. Like, they were just wanted him to stay. They gave him all the money that they they, they figured it out somehow. And then I looked, and, and you had called me about it, mm-hmm. actually, when it happened. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I saw that he resigned. He must have gotten, gotten broken off or something like that. And you're like, no, not at all. He took a worse deal. And I was like, oh, I got to look into this. The one year, $8 million, $7 million guaranteed is just not it. It just it the, by no means was this a win, like in the, any situation. I mean, like for real, like okay, I'm coming back 
okay, we 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 can now we can stand toe to toe with the with the with the Kansas Cities and the Baltimores and the Buffaloes of the AFC. <laughs> Dude, what are you smoking? And can I have some, please? Because I mean, my I, I need goodness. it. I, I mean, whatever and you're to, on, because I need the hope that you got with Pittsburgh in Chicago. That kind of reality, <laughs> I mean, man, it must be nice being you. Yeah, I mean, dude, are you? Did you even? Did you even read the fine print? I ain't gonna say the fine print. Did you read any part of the contract? He like, surely or did. Or did he There's just no look way. for where, where do I sign? Yeah, and he just signed. Like he did I a blank check. I think his agent literally sent him a DocuSign document and just said, "You don't even got to worry about it." <laughs> I have to find out who his agent is, and then from that point, I need to find out who who are some of his other clients or her. I mean, I'm just not gonna assume it's a guy. Yeah. Um, and then I need to go on this public rant about how this person needs to be fired. This <laughs> this guy doesn't deserve a job. I mean, you did a horrible job with Juju. I mean, you gave this guy. Okay, we got you three. We got we got three curtains. <laughs> behind curtain number three is the Steelers. We know everything that's behind curtain number three. We've seen it before, and we, it's going to be worse than what we've actually seen. Right. <laughs> and yet he turned down curtains one and two from Baltimore and... Well, the Baltimore one, I understood. It was it was basically an F you. I'm not going to go to my rival type situation. And I I get it. You you want to stay true to to where you were drafted. That That's your home. But I'm like, then you shouldn't have given them any inclination. You shouldn't have taken... Be a professional. Don't take the the interview. Don't don't go and talk with them if you're not gonna. It was like you exactly. tell them, hey, I'm not gonna betray betray my guys over here. These these are the dudes that I go to battle with. I'm not I'm not looking to be against my 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 friends, my my whatever, my boys, on two two weeks out of the year. I'm not doing it. And just don't take that 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 call. Don't take that that sit down. Don't take that Zoom meeting. Like don't do that. Just be a professional and say, hey guys, it's not gonna be you. Right. Don't take it and be like, oh, see, let me know how much money you're going to give me. And then F you flip them off on the way out the door and then and then walk out like like you're you did everything right by Pittsburgh. No, that was that was rude. And that was just like that made that was the most. And this gets back to what was happening throughout the season with those TikTok videos and how that created so much controversy. Just being immature. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm only 22 turning 23 but that the, the things that's going on in his head it's just it seems really immature it's just, it's not professional and and I, I i really don't like it it just it, it, i i i might it might sound like a grumpy old man when i'm saying all this stuff but it's like i don't have an issue with you i don't have an issue with chase claypool being on tiktok doing his thing i, I watch his and i follow him on tiktok like he's cool he's a rookie well, i would expect nothing less <clears throat> And he doesn't do the dumb stuff that Juju does, like <laughs> like sign his contract, like sign his contract, like <laughs> be unprofessional to other teams in the league. These are guys that might end up on your team. These these are coaches and, and GMs that might end up on your coaching staff later down the line. Like you don't know what's going to happen down the line, and if you're going to burn all these bridges, first off in the in the Pittsburgh organization mm-hmm. when you're going into free agency and then against other ones other gms and other executives while you're in free agency what do you think is going to happen you're looking to go get your third contract like it's just not going to be a good look for you and it's not a good look now and i just he he needs to grow up fast because the the whole situation with baltimore kind of pissed me off a little bit like i understood you didn't want to play for them just don't take that interview then yeah that's that's one and 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 i agree with that um i wonder if part of his thinking was, if I'm going to go anywhere, not only am I going to go somewhere where it's a contender, but I'm going to get paid too. And if not, I'll just go back to Pittsburgh. Like, but 
obviously something was going on on his way because he was he was leaving. Some that's why I'm, I'm I'm confused. Something changed his complete like he just abandoned his thinking and just just he went completely that never happened. It went completely left right, field that out of nowhere. Happened. And now it's like, oh, we're good. I'm good, man. Let you know. Let's he's putting let's, all these tweets out like, let's go Pittsburgh Nation, like all this other stuff. And I'm just like, this is a complete. Like if you go down his timeline, it's like, dude, this is. It, flat, it flipped on a switch. It was like one was saying F you to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the next one was like, I love you guys. We're back. We're going to run it back. I'm like, okay. Uh, it just uh, th- That signing did rub me the wrong way. I, the more and more I think about it, it the Juju Smith-Schuster situation really didn't sit well with me. Uh, so, I mean, let's talk about some of these other wide receivers, though. <laughs> Please. Um, Outside of the two big signings, Kenny Galladay and Juju, those are the biggest, uh, in, in, I guess, misses misses or most talented wide receivers <laughs> available. Uh, I think the, I, I'm I telling guess you right now, before we go, I'm just, I want to conclude this. Then we can say, okay. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm trolling them all year. I'm just, I'm, okay I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm, I'm, y'all going to hear about this Juju and this uh, Galladay thing. Two time loser award. <laughs> I'm just, they, these dudes, I am so hot with them. Not and it's not even so. Uh, he's just a, he's just some Bears fan. It's just, no. just just just. I mean, the Kenny Galladay one doesn't have anything to do with the Bears to me. Only because like I, when Baltimore got involved, I was like, oh, I'm I wouldn't even be. I, I told you this. I wouldn't even be mad if he went to Baltimore. Like I would love that. I would I would love to see him succeed. It, in it makes sense in the idea of you taking the best situation, like you're trying to get the best money situation for yourself. So you're to put you right. <laughs> this. In this, these these two cases, a completely abandonment of that that thought process to the point of, well, at least Galladay has a potential to get paid. more money. <laughs> you I know, because he's get, you're getting ten million guaranteed with the Kenny Galladay situation, but you had more guaranteed money on the table with both the Bears and the Ravens. That's what kind of throws me off in the in in people saying that yes, but he can get up to eighteen million or eighteen and a half, whatever the number is. It's cool but it doesn't happen in the nfl sorry that that's just a sad fact of life incentives never grow to being their absolute max that the saying you have to win the super bowl the saying you have to be the super bowl mvp right like (laughs) it's damn sure not gonna work in new york or some exactly low level team unless daniel jones is the mvp of the league next year that's what i'm getting is anybody what is what are his odds like come on what's the vegas odds on that you know, yeah. and that's my point. You know, it's like, well, Baltimore would have been a perfect candidate for you to possibly incentivize your. It, yeah. <laughs> Moving. I on. digress. Let's uh, move on. So the other ones that I want to talk about. Uh, first off, your guy Will Fuller, uh, twenty-six years old, goes to Miami, one year, ten point six million dollars. I'm not sure how much of that is guaranteed. That that number hasn't come out for me anyway. I haven't checked it yet. Um, but going to Miami, I think I kind of like the situation a little bit. Um. The terms didn't come out yet on his contract. Yeah, so I just know it's one year. Ten point six is the. Oh, you the, got the. I didn't even get a number. Yeah, I just got a one year. Yeah, one year. <laughs> ten point six is the uh, base amount. I don't know how much of that is guaranteed though. Right. Um. So, yeah, he's going over to Miami. Um. Miami looks like they're going to be staying pat with uh Tua at this point. Um. And they're going to be making sure that they uh, bolster their offensive line and fix up the defense as much as possible after losing Kyle Van Noy and a couple other guys from that side of the ball. Right. Um, but stirring up some more, uh, excuse me, so, some more weapons uh, for Tua and, or whoever the quarterback is. Um, I, I like it. Will Fuller. Uh, I mean, who else is going to be weapons over there for them? 
Uh, wide receiver wise? Wide receiver running Ooh, back. Oh, running back, you got um what is it? Um man. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I why why is their names uh, man uh, I don't know. <laughs> man, I I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Who is in I'm Miami? Thinking, I'm thinking about the fantasy guys, but these guys were like number three and number four on technically on the depth chart, but they were like the starters last year. When you say his name, I'll be like, Oh yeah, that guy. Um their run game is decent. Um, their passing game, I couldn't tell you who the other any other receivers in Miami. Miles Gaskin is the Gaskin. starting running back. Uh, they've got Devontae Parker is still in Miami, apparently. Uh, you got Mike Gusecki as the tight end. I guess that, that was actually their number one receiving option last year. Jakeem Grant's over there. Now they've got Will Fuller. Is it like a Sal- Salmon Ahmed, another running back? Uh, I'm not looking Gaskin. at the running backs. The other, Albert Wilson's over there as well. Um, I mean, hey, they, they've got... They got a few They got a few pieces. And that, there was nothing... I mean, they're, they're, they're a building, you know, a building offense right now. And, and I mean, and getting a piece like him helps that. So For sure. I, th- I think the biggest knock or slight to looking at Miami's offense right now, and I just put an asterisk by it, is the Deshaun Watson situation. Exactly. exactly. I mean, we don't know what's going to be happening exactly. there. Exactly, and that's so. what's pending that. But with that being said, solid. I think it's still a solid signing. You yeah. know, I was a little – that one I was a little jealous of. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I thought Chicago was really going to get in on this. Yeah. It doesn't look like Chicago's moving on any other wide receivers at this point. Um, no, it was either, it was go big or go home, and they just went home. I'm like, wait a minute. Got to come back with. Well, Will Fuller something. was already signed by the time Kenny Galladay got signed, so I, I understood that they were they were really going in on Kenny Galladay, and then yeah, it was happening that, simultaneously. It was just like, oh, they're they're gone. Uh, could you please close this deal, please? Because like, <laughs> we don't have any other option when you walk away from the table. And which is what I mean, they might be looking uh, at in the draft. There's a lot of good wide receiver talent in the draft this year, so I can't. I mean, we're going to get into that yeah. later on uh, in a different episode because uh, the 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 first round of the draft actually is much deeper than I initially thought. But, again, that's for a different day. Mm-hmm. Um, another big wide receiver signing, Curtis Samuel. Um, again, 24, going over to Washington. He got his money, and he, he definitely is going to a actually pretty promising situation uh, in Washington than I had uh, previously thought was the case with Washington. Uh they've got they ended up signing uh Ryan Fitzpatrick. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um they they've got a couple of guys over on the defensive side of the ball and then they go again and get another I I think underrated uh wide receiver in Curtis Samuel. Three years, three, 34.5 million dollars. Again, I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. Didn't get that number yet. Um but man, I, I like the Curtis Samuel signing. I think that that definitely bolsters that 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 receiving core, especially with Terry McLaurin coming back, and then you're mm-hmm. gonna have uh, who is it, Gibson, Gibson. Is coming back. Yep. Um, Gibson. Yeah. So I, I I I'm slowly liking what they've got going on over there. Depending on what they do in the draft, they can definitely kind of completely rewrite this script. So um, Washington's a sneaky team, and I don't like the 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 conversations that's happening nationally with this with this division at all. Uh, mm-hmm. There, a lot of people are saying Dallas is the number one guaranteed team to to definitely win this division next year. And I'm like, uh, hold on. Washington won it last year, seven and nine did I, and got better. Did I fall asleep <laughs> over the weekend? Did did Dallas 
pick up a whole bunch of defensive players. Not at all. They actually lost Byron Jones. So, like, come on. Let's let's oh, chill just, out with that. Oh, oh their offense is going to be that good this year, huh? They just just because they got Dak. With, right. Really? I mean, come on, man. I'm we like, saw what they did with, with Dak two years in a row. And let's not get into ragging on five Dallas. games. <laughs> Dallas, calm down. You know, pump your brakes. Not going to happen. Yeah. Move on. Um. So that that's a yeah. Back Dallas to needs to that needs to chill out, and they need to actually fix their team before they want to start talking about winning the, the Super Bowl again. Truth be truth be told, Not arguably, the, if I had to say, based on just free agency alone, it looks like the Giants would be the next team in line. They, if nothing else, they have been aggressive in yeah. free agency. I don't like this, the Galladay signing. I still However, I, I like Washington at to repeat as division champions. Oh, and, hands down. And I think New York is definitely coming in. I mean, they were second place last year. So come on. I know we're talking like a game, and this, yeah. But still, you could tell. If yeah. You, the, the eye test would tell the tell the story that Dallas and Philadelphia was just a, I mean, an absolute mess, and and the division was just a mess as a whole. But you lose, you do see the upside with those with, two with teams these, with these two franchises exactly. Where the other two, it remains to be seen what's going to happen. You know. well, Dallas has a lot of work to do, and Philadelphia's got a – that's a nasty situation, and we can get into that later. Thank goodness um, the sleep, uh, season doesn't start till September. Exactly. So they, got they, got a, they got time, but they got a lot of work and, a lot, and maybe not as much time as they think they do, but yeah. they got time. But I think the most underrated uh, signing for wide receivers this offseason so far is Emmanuel Sanders – Goes over to Buffalo <laughs> on a one-year, six-million-dollar contract. I like it a lot. I like that for Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> However, I don't like that for Buffalo. I think they, really, I think it was like a raping. I mean, in the aspect of six million, what did you do? You was in New Orleans with all the opportunity and the space in the world, and he did nothing. I mean, I was just, I was, I was Fair. very underwhelmed by him last year. But I think that they, they. Was he not used right? Like, I think what? they wasn't used right, and I think it kind of. I think the whole Michael Thomas situation really obscured what they wanted to do with Emmanuel Sanders towards the end. Because I mean, you you saw it in the second half of the season; they started to figure it out and, and get uh, what's his name, Tayshon, not uh, what is Taysom Hill. No, no, no the 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 other wide receiver. Oh, um, t- Tavon Smith. Smith. I yeah, know Smith. you're talking. About. I can't uh, whatever he he ended up kind of filling in for Michael Thomas a bit more as the number one and and they wanted Emmanuel Sanders to be the number two and then when Michael Thomas goes down they expected Emmanuel Sanders to be the number one and really start tailoring towards him when it comes to the passing game and I was like "Mm, that's not what he signed up for and that's Mm -hmm. not what his mindset is going into the season and they kind of just needed to tweak some things and figure out exactly what they wanted to do uh, with him and then the second half of the season, they looked better and better every single week until Michael Thomas got back, and it kind of threw another wrench into the plans. And so they just kept kind of having to shuffle around what their identity was at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Emmanuel Sanders still has a bit more to give, and I think a one-year deal for them, $6 million, it's not that much. They didn't have that much in the first place to get more weapons uh, for um uh, Josh Allen over there, mm-hmm. I think it's huge. I mean, he's not looking to be the number one. You got Stefan Diggs over there. You still got Cole Be- Beasley, who's kind of the, I guess, security blanket for Josh Allen over there. Um, mm-hmm. They need to figure out the tight end situation a little bit, um, but and then also protect uh, Josh Allen as much as they can. 
but they still have a really solid defense and getting another weapon over there. I think Emmanuel Sanders will just come in. He's just got his runners routes, give him another opportunity, another read for uh, Josh Allen. And they can, they can definitely run it back next year. I think I, I really like the signing for both Buffalo and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders doesn't need to be the number one. Plus, Buffalo gets gets some depth at the wide receiver position in case anything happens with Stephon Diggs throughout the season. Exactly, and if he shows any signs of what he was like back in with the 49ers, I don't. I'm 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 going off last year, and I know last year could be kind of handled with an asterisk to yeah. a degree for various reasons. However, it, it was it's based on that, but <clears throat> I still think it was a solid signing because I think he's a solid player. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Buffalo, a contender, seen something in him and was willing to pay him $6 million. So that does give me some kind of optimism that, okay, I think he might have a bounce-back year. Yeah. So I think, yeah, um, Buffalo looks good. I mean, I was that, I mean, man, to lose John Brown and get an Emmanuel San- Sanders as a replacement, bigger, you know, not necessarily faster, but bigger, stronger, um, slightly slower, but <laughs> I'm saying slightly, not yeah. saying much. I liked it. I, like, I mean, the signing is solid. That's what I said. I didn't like it for Buffalo over the money. It was money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the, I mean, it is it's for what a bit, I was seeing. Yeah. Some of these receivers going for. I'm like, wow, he really got, kind of got paid for this. You know, I mean, for one year though, it's not. It's not a multi year deal, uh, and he's definitely going to be back on the market next year. And I think he's going to be. I think this is going to be the part of his career where he's deciding. Well, if I'm going to run it back again, I'm going to go to a team that's a contender, and that's exactly what happened right here. He went. He was with New Orleans because they were a contender. And now uh, he he gets released by them be- due to money and cap restraints as the salary cap went down, mm-hmm. and then he just decides, hey, I think Buffalo definitely has a shot at running it back next year and getting back to the AFC Championship game. Let's see what we can do with them and, and get some more depth on that offense. I'm really excited to see what Buffalo does on the offensive side of the ball this next year. But a uh, a perfect segue to a different guy that they signed who was a little bit more confusing, Mitch Trubisky. Why? What, what was that? <laughs> like, I don't understand that at all. Um, maybe they took a page out of Chicago, you know, looking at what Chicago did last year and said, or or even Dallas and be like, well, they don't want to get caught with their pants down. I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I think they're playing with house money. Yeah. I think it was more of that than anything. One like, year, two and a half million dollars. I think that that was, that's a great contract for Buffalo, but Mitch Trubisky, you're not getting any playtime. I'm sorry. There, there's no way you're playing in front of Josh no. Allen. Like, it's, it's he's he's this year's Andy Dalton from last year. Yeah, <laughs> I know this. Oh god, bad analogy. <laughs> However, you know he he's coming in to be you know, in case of an emergency, break glass. You know, I type mean, of thing. But for me, I felt like, and I think this is where a lot of people are going to get the the obscured view is saying like, oh, we hate uh, Mitch Trubisky. No. Honestly, I think Mitch Trubisky still has a lot of value in this league. Um, and I thought if he would have fit anywhere, it'd be New England. I would really like to see him back up uh, or compete for a job with Cam Newton. Learn how to be a leader from Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton, that's one of the biggest things is that he knows how to command a locker room. Right. And Mitch Trubisky, that was one of the biggest things. He just was, he was another Jay Cutler type. Just... I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my thing. I don't really need to talk too much and, and move on. If he could learn how to step up, be a leader, and then also perform on the field, right? he'll be just fine. And he was playing a lot better towards the second half of the season. He kept us in that New Orleans game um, in, in the playoffs for as much as he could. I mean, obviously, the, the offense was sta- stalled out in the second half and, and never really was able to get anything going. But 
they they weren't horrible and I just think it he, he could have found a chance to actually get a, a, a opportunity to play elsewhere. Right. Uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Denver, you know. Oh my god, that uh, you Jesus. had a chance to start, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh Philadelphia. Yeah. They're not sold on Jalen Hurts and cuz well, the owner talking, is, but the the coaching right, right, staff is. Right, right, I'm isn't. saying it's, it's not a consensus, right? Yeah. Like is this our guy? And there's nothing wrong with that. It'd have been like at least you would put him in a situation where there was the possibility that he might be able to actually play this year know, or and contribute while he's still, you know, not sat out a year. And if you were rhythm. looking to sit out a year, go and back up a legend. Go to Green Bay. Go to uh, Tampa Bay. Like, what are you like? I just for for Mitch Trubisky, it just doesn't make sense why you're looking to sit behind Josh Allen all year. True. And, uh, you know, I mean, man, it, it's quite a few teams. And 49 is Atlanta. Like, you had a I, – I mean, but a lot of, I guess the league is – a lot of the league is just down on him, you know. I guess so. I, I was – yeah, I was shocked for where he went. Like, like as you just said, I thought the first thing came out of my mouth was, he's never going to play. <laughs> Why would he? That's, We're never going to see him next year. And, right. And, now, I, I, and I, think that, I think that hurts him only because, I mean, okay – you you're basically it, unless something tragic happens to Josh Allen, we're not going to see you play, and the last memory we're going to have is you being on the bench all year and then getting benched for Nick Foles. You know what he's supposed to do? Did just with that, just just on that note alone, he was supposed to sign whatever. He could have took the same one year, two something million dollars, and signed in Green Bay, and would have just stuck it to Chicago. <laughs> Why? Because Chicago needs a wake up call now. Really you know, did. and I, and that, and I think that would have just been the the, the crescendo <laughs> to <laughs> this whole quarterback carousel nightmare that we had in Chicago. Yeah, I'm done. I didn't want. To, I was just. It was just a sidebar, not a segue. All right, <laughs> let's talk about some running backs then. Um, I guess to me the biggest signing, uh, Chris Carson returns to Seattle, two years, ten point four million dollars, five and a half guaranteed. Uh, over that contract, so Chris Carson returns to Seattle, get, continues to be a weapon for uh, Russell Wilson over there. If Russell Wilson is there, um, thoughts? I mean, I, I, I don't. Well, I mean, cool. <laughs> I mean, it is it is speculated that Wilson will not be there much longer. You know, if not another year. Yeah. So signing him to a three year deal, <laughs> you better go ahead and start beefing Two up years. your ass. I thought he had signed with. I thought he had a three year deal. I'm like, okay, it might have been. I, from what I saw, last thing I I'll saw was a two up. years. Look, okay, yeah. we'll just go with two for right now. But you know, you know, you gotta have to have somebody there when he if he if or when he leaves. And but at the same time, you needed to give give Russell Wilson some type of weapons on the offensive side, even though his the biggest weapons that you can give him is an offensive line right now. Hundred percent. I mean, because granted, he been he been playing with two receivers for like over half his career. Like he has no receiver depth whatsoever, and they just got rid of their number three receiver by by way of uh, <laughs> David Moore. <laughs> like, what is he throw? Who's he got throwing to? I, I don't even get into this. I'm, I'm no. about to go down on the Pete Carroll rant. I'm, I'm, I'm I digress. Um, I, I like the signing. I like the signing for Seattle. I, I thought it was great. Uh, in light of the. Russell Wilson debacle. I didn't want to see that. It was just yeah. kind of pissing me off. This, you know, as a Bears fan, like you, ML for you, I, how dare you? I had a nerve to go and re-sign with 
with Seattle. You see Seattle's a mess. Why would you go back yeah. to him? I thought he, I just knew he was going to go somewhere else. And that would have just been perfect because it would have left Russell with no ass, with nothing. <laughs> and it would have just been stewing all year. And I'm like, oh, man, we're going to get him for pennies on the dollar next yeah. year. <laughs> But no, he, he signs, I, and now the stability of the run game is back. And well, if he stays healthy, that's the biggest thing is that they they still don't have depth at the running back position. I mean, I know I think DJ Dallas is still there, but outside of that, that's it. That's it. And both of them are injury prone. So what is <laughs> like that? That's the only thing. Uh, I think Seattle needs to uh, fix their uh, their training staff because they need to be able to keep these guys pliable oh, for the year. I forgot about their number two rusher. Wasn't even thinking. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. He's so, be the number two. Oh, now they got to do double duties. That, hey, Russ, I, I mean, I'm sure that's what you wanted to sign up for. This 100%. Year. This is what uh, happens when you're passive aggressive, you know. Now, now, now we all in some mess now. Uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, Chris Carter. I like the signing for Seattle, like you said. I think he, he, I think he was just looking for the stability. Um, and that's fine. Uh, I mean, there's there's not too much behind it. Um, I mean, he would have helped any franchise. I honestly, I really solid. like Chris Carson as a as a running back. Solid. I think he could bring. I mean, he's only twenty six years old too. Like, man, he could have worked anywhere. It's like, man, for seven games, he's gonna give you everything he got. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when he's playing, he is amazing. Uh, yeah. But just that that's it. When he's playing, right? Um, he's the Will Fuller of running backs. I think that. Uh, I mean, let me ask you this: What running back signing do you think was the most underrated? Underrated. A second here, because there wasn't a whole lot of. Them. There wasn't. There's was only four since the last time we talked, or four major ones anyway. Most underrated signing. One quick second. I gotta flip this page and look at this. Probably, and you said the most underrated. Underrated. I'm probably gonna say Jamal Williams to Detroit. Ooh, okay, that okay, fair. I'm I'm not gonna even. No, no, and that's fine. I I, I, I was figuring we you was not necessarily gonna have the same because I'm very curious as what you where you going with this. Yeah, we, we can get back to this one, but that was mine based on it was a couple things. One, I didn't even hear about the report, fair. so I came yeah. across it <laughs> haphazardly. Like, is that the Jamal yeah, Williams yeah. from Green Bay? It is. <laughs> Detroit. They didn't have the money to keep him in Green Bay. See, Detroit can't even. They can't even afford the 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 uh, the, the alerts. <laughs> they are struggling. Yeah. So I I was shocked for various, but I was shocked that he actually went there, and I'm like, okay, I actually like the signing because they have a nice running back core. Yeah, DeAndre. But, uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift, and mm-hmm. you got one more guy over there. Um, uh, I can't remember his I'm, name. I'm spacing on the but I mean, he's still he's a solid running back, and, and then you got DeAndre Swift, and then you get a power back, Jamal Williams. It just rounds out that running back core, and I, exactly. I, just, I really like it. Uh, he's going to be a fantastic third down back over there. Um, to me, I think the most underrated signing is a toss up between Philip Lindsay over to Houston, mm. only because Philip Lindsay is going elsewhere. I think that I, mean, I guess Philip Lindsay to me is a more shocking one. I think I guess the most underrated one to me is going to have to be Marlon Mack returning to Indian Indianapolis. That one was fantastic. Oh, I, I forgot. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that one. Oh. Marlon Mack returns for one year, two million dollars guaranteed. He, man, I like it. I, I like. He got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. You got. I think they got one more running back over there. You got Carson oh, you Wentz got this offseason. Wilkins and you got Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines. Oh guys. yeah, Naheem Hines is over there too. Oh my 
God, they are, they are stacked at running back this year. Then you get the Carson big signing with Carson Wentz. I mean, but you, <laughs> but I mean, I, this is what I think is huge. Marlon Mack is, I think, is a big. Uh, he's underrated out uh, as a pass catching back out of the backfield, and I think he brings it. If you get the the split. Uh, backfield where you got the 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 shotgun with Carson Wentz and you got the two guys split out. It's really going to confuse defenses to really have to commit to Jonathan Taylor because he's a fantastic running back. He had an mm-hmm. a, a amazing rookie year, but then you also have to make sure that you got somebody playing man to man against Marlon Mack as well because if he goes out to go catch a pass, he can break one off on you real quick. Right. So if Marlon Mack can stay healthy, which he now has, he's a part of a very deep running back core. Man, they, this this offense, I think that was one of the biggest signings to me because it just gave Carson Wentz another added weapon, another one that I don't think a lot of people realize because he is a running back. I have to agree. That's that's definitely much bigger than Jamal Williams. But yeah. I digress. I mean, I think there were two big signings. Yeah. Technically. One didn't get the airwaves at all. But, no, I completely – oh, my God. How yeah. did I forget about that one? Cause <laughs> that I, one oh, I man, thought was huge. Because I – I really thought Chicago was gonna go after this guy. I, I would. He signed so Chicago. fast. I don't even think he was on the market. Really, you really? No, I think he only really talked to Indianapolis, and I think he was looking to return. I think he saw what Indianapolis was building over there, and was like, "I need to be a part of this. I want to be a part of it." Exactly. This. Um, and huh. then I guess the only other guy to talk about right now, uh, from go running back to Philip oh. Lindsay for a second. Oh yeah, well, let's talk about Philip um, Lindsay. What? Why? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. That's. <laughs> You leave Denver. Okay, man, I'm getting out of this situation. Melvin Gordon's over here. He's taking up all the time. You're going to you know, go to the most no dysfunctional where, franchise in the league? Right. No matter <laughs> where I go, you know, you know where I'm at, it's just it's a mess, and you've left one mess to go into a bigger one. I'm like, are you – at least Denver has started the rebuild process to some degree. At least yeah. they're kind of positioning themselves. Houston's still trying to hold serve, talking about, you know, Deshaun Watson's our quarterback. You know, like – can't even get into that right now. It's a oh my god, oh, it's a mess just, over there. Yeah, man, I just yeah, flip Philip Lindsay. I was again, like I said earlier, I think this is the most shocking signing because it's just you're young, you're 26 years old, you're a restricted free agent. You can go really anywhere. You can go talk to anybody you want to. Why was Houston even on your list? There's so many other places to go to for that amount of money. Three you you make a max three point two five million over this year. You're getting one million dollars guaranteed. That's the best offer you got out there. That that's the only thing that I could think of is that 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 had to be the most money he could have possibly got from anywhere. The first deal that he, I don't I don't know, but I'm like man, you I would have just I would have just stayed. I would have stayed in Denver for that. You know, exactly. If I mean, why why leave? At least you're familiar with the with the system. <laughs> you had a role there. Now you, I guess you can compete. For the starting job now, but I don't think he's beating out David Johnson if David Johnson's healthy. Well, if he's healthy, that's there's that's you got mm-hmm. we got we got something that's you know that's and that's the and I'm just saying but that that speaks to what we're talking about. It's a problem. Yeah. This is a mess over here. Yeah, Absolutely, you're right. I think that yeah, that one <laughs> we needed to spend a little bit of time that's on because that's a scratcher. Yeah. Like because when I heard that, I said Houston, I, I kind of did the shrug shoulder thing and I didn't really think about it until yeah. like, now you're bringing it back up. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even want to give it too much thought because it's like, what in the? Fr- I'm already dealing with the juju and the, and, and the Kenny Galladay thing. Now this, like, you, dude, you I don't, had I don't 30, anybody signing in Houston. Thirty other teams to choose from, and yeah. he chose the one other bad situation. I mean, hell, you want a bad situation? Come to Chicago, please. 
there's no bad situation in the run in our run in our in our backfield. Just, just throwing that out there, you would have had nothing but opportunities. Maybe had to you know split a couple carries with T- Tariq Cohen. We maybe no, found you only. Else. I think you only have to split carries with David Montgomery. David Montgomery, I think is our. I think a lot of people are saying like Tariq Cohen coming back, he's going to be our number one again. Absolutely not. Sorry, David Montgomery has been a workhorse over the last two years. That's that's they're gonna kill that noise. That's they better because this is ridiculous. I I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm I was big on Tariq Cohen as a gadget player. He is not a solid running back. He can no. only he literally when you watch him, he's picking up two yards per carry because that's all he can get. He's too small. Like I'm sorry, and that's one of the. He's not that featured back type. He I know can't he be. Wanted, he they he tried cannot it, be an every down and back. And they tried it with like with last year, and he got injured. You know, it's like it does not work. And I think maybe they have come to their senses now when he comes back. But then, what type of player is he going to come back as? Is, uh, we don't know like, how he's going to recover. Right. Back to back to Philip. I just wanted to conclude that I needed yeah. to say that about Philip Lindsay. Like, what in the world were you thinking? You know? Yeah, I just yeah, you're right. That is a very confusing signing. It Philip Lindsay, I wish you the best, but you chose a really bad situation. And I Houston, I think, is regressing heavily next year. Um there's a, I mean, but the, I mean, who do you think got the best deal as a running back in free agency? Best deal like, from a from an organization standpoint. Who do you think got the steal of the free agency from an organization back? standpoint? Yeah, Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. Absolutely not. One year, two million dollars. Can't do you any better. <clears throat> Go over to Vegas. Where they where they like the game? Oh, where they got Kenyon Drake? Nope. This this signing happened. It had to happen like three in the morning. It, I don't even know what it happened. It just it never never. It never, no ESPN apps, no, yeah. nothing alerted me. I just did my research and found out oh, Theo Riddick. Oh my God. They got One Theo Riddick. Year. Wait, oh, let me finish. Oh, I'll let you say, I'm not going to even tell you what his contract is. Yeah, it, but with the contract aside, that, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. You got Josh Jacobs over there and Kenyon Drake. Why are you signing Theo Riddick? Theo Riddick would be a third down guy. I don't care. You got Josh Jacobs. Them two going to split carries first and second down. This is why Vegas is Vegas. <laughs> right. That makes no sense. What's that's but, more confusing than the Phil Lindsay one. Let me hear when you hit a deal, it would make all the sense in the world. He has a one year, one year deal. They did not disclose with the with all the incentives and and, and all the money is. But he is guaranteed fifty thousand dollars. One I'm year fifty K. I am hundred percent over it. Uh, as an organization, win. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Theoretic, you Raiders hit it out the park with this guy. They got this guy for nothing. Absolutely not. <laughs> Marlon Mack in Indianapolis is the most lucrative deal. As your and third guy, I don't care. A, oh, come on, you got to you. <laughs> no, Marlon Mack is a much bigger deal. No, Marlon Mack is a much bigger. Not steal. saying he's better. I said a better <laughs> deal. I say a better player. I said that who got the better deal? You get. You're only giving two million dollars to Marlon freaking Mack. Thousand. To Theo Riddick. We're not saying we're not he's saying never millions. Gonna see the, no millions. I don't care. We're not even saying a hundred thousand. Moving on. Kenyon Drake signs. To, Dude, this, to is the like, this is like this is like tw- it's like a fifty dollars or something. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Again, let's talk about the actual <laughs> Vegas signing and Kenyon Drake going I over there. When I see this, when I see this deal, like, are you serious? Is this a real deal? <laughs> like, I wouldn't even take that up, Theo Riddick. Like, I, that's, I, I, that's I, I value my. I, I think I'm worth more than fifty k. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Kenyon Drake signs a two-year, eleven million dollars, eight and a half million guaranteed over in Vegas. 
This one also confuses me because, again, you have Josh freaking Jacobs in Vegas. Why are you signing more running backs when you need to fix the offensive line and you need to fix that defense? Why are you spending eleven or five million, five and a half million dollars a year, four and a half million guaranteed or four twenty five guaranteed on running backs? That is, I, you're throwing away money. Josh Jacobs is in every down back to me. I I don't like understand. They go in a different direction. I'm, but. <clears throat> I will question that. However, I take only a slight pause only because it's Gruden. I want to see what he's doing with this. That's the only thing that's giving me space. I'm just giving it pause. I'm not saying I agree with what you're saying. It makes. Exactly. I thought Josh Jacobs was your bell cow. Now, I understand he had a down year. If you didn't sign over there, but this guy for that kind of money, that means he's that's this is we got another Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay thing. Exactly. Going on. Like what are you, why are you doing this to Josh Jacobs? Why are you trying to, cause with this amount of money that you have to, you're paying to the running backs, mm-hmm. you have to split carries. You, he has to play. I'm sorry, but Kenyon Drake <laughs> is not better than Josh Jacobs. He doesn't deserve that much money. No, he not it, considering what, what I was really saying. expecting Kenyon Drake to return to Arizona. I thought that was his best, best option football wise hmm. um but now you get paid over in vegas you don't have to fly too far <laughs> going up the road uh right. man i just this is this is one of those another one of those questionable cup don't want pickups and as a bears fan you just kind of watching this like what the hell <laughs> you know? it, it wouldn't be a problem if you if you didn't have Josh Jacobs and it was just it, and on on top of what you were just saying. Theo Riddick signs there. Theo Riddick's fine to, to sign for five hundred k to back up Josh Jacobs. Mm-mm. That's fine. You're sending Kenyon freaking Drake for uh, five and a half million dollars a year, and you you're you're. Oh, and I'm sorry that that it infuriates me how, well, how dumb much is Kenyon Drake getting? Kenyon Drake has a two year eleven million dollar deal for an eight and a half million guaranteed. That is not the number I had. He had a fourteen point five million with eleven eleven million guaranteed. I think he has incentives that okay. might be able to bump it up higher. Uh, I'm enough. going with the base contracts. I, I I don't care about the incentives and all that stuff because first of all, it doesn't count against your cap hit. Right. Plus, it it you, again, you almost never hit those numbers. Sorry, Vegas, you're not going to the Super Bowl. You might not even make the playoffs. So you're you all of those incentives are going to be misses <clears throat> I'll anyway. I'll tell you right now, they won't. Well, we can get into that when we do our divisional previews for next year. I mean, they look nice, but like you said, no offensive line. Defense is suspect. There's so much they have to fix. Gruden still has nine more years on his contract, so, I mean, nothing but time. To wrap up the offensive (laughs) side of the ball, let's talk about some of the big contracts that happened with the Big Uglies. Um, The biggest contract signed so far, but also a very, very suspect. Uh, I mean, it... Let me preface this by saying the NFL organizations have been very crude on how they've been structuring these contracts mm-hmm. because obviously you got to make it work within the salary cap that we have this year. Plus, the 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 use of voidable years that I've seen this year makes all of these contracts like these would be huge numbers in any other year because you wouldn't have these voidable years uh, attached to it. But man. Trent Williams signs a $138 million contract, $40 million guaranteed for six years, with I think the last three years being completely voidable if they want to. So, But I San, San Francisco gets Trent Williams back on a, on a long-term deal. Your thoughts? Do you, how, do you, how do you like that uh, to, to sit with, with San Francisco? 
I think it's a very solid deal for San Francisco. It helps them definitely in the immediate, you know, in the immediate now, future, current um, state of them trying to get back into, you know, some type of playoff contention and mm-hmm. being a contender. Um, as you said, they can void them out once, you know, the money's gone and spent. They're ready to go in a different direction. They can, you know, it, it, with very little, you know, um, issues they can they can they can just they both parties can part ways in a few years yeah and so it's a very um He's franchise and it's a very franchise friendly contract and definitely also simultaneously a friendly contract to the player like he's getting paid you know yeah and then this is one that i really like because even with his incentives that, that can bump this even to be higher <laughs> trent williams i mean you're gonna you're in san francisco you have a very real possibility of making the playoffs and making a run Right. So, like, I, I like it for him. This is the one contract with the, all of the incentives that are included in it that actually makes sense for the player. Because uh, with all the rest of them, it's these are sin- these are incentives that you're never going to hit. You're right. never going to come close to it because you're not making the playoffs and you're not making it to a Super Bowl. You, you do, you're, you're, statistically, your team is not going to be able to make that run. San right. Francisco, though, definitely can. Um, so I really like them signing Trent Williams, stirring up that tackle position for sure making sure that they're protecting whoever the quarterback's going to be over there, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever else, maybe they draft somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. Um, but they also went out and signed Alex Mack. Uh, the center from Atlanta goes over to San Francisco now. So they're definitely making moves to get stronger at the offensive line position to make sure that they're protecting Jimmy Garoppolo if he's still the quarterback because he's had some injury issues. I know I think that he's played – 26 games in total over in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually been injured for 23 games in his career with San Francisco. So he's, he's won. I think he's won just as many at games as he's been injured. Uh, I think is the stat that, that has come out for him, uh, but to protect him a little bit more, if he is your quarterback or whoever the quarterback is going to be, I think it's huge. Uh, getting a couple more guys. I really like Alex Mack. He's, he is older. He's 35 years old, but mm-hmm. still, to be able on a three-year deal, fourteen point nine million, five point six guaranteed for him. I I just think that it it shores up the offensive line for at least two more years. All right. Um, New England also made some moves uh, on the offensive line. They first off re-signed David Andrews, which I think was absolutely huge. I think because I think they end up saying to him, "Hey." go see what you can go get on the open market. Like we're, we're, mm-hmm. they basically kind of shoot him away when he was looking for, to get re-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes out on the market and I guess he got nothing on the market and comes back and gets a four year, $19 million deal from new England, six and a half million guaranteed. Uh, so new England, just making sure they're holding on to what they've got. They already uh, signed, uh, what's his name? Trent Brown mm-hmm. uh, in new England. And then they also got Ted Karras from Miami. He's only 27 years old. Uh, and he's on a one-year, four million dollars, four million guaranteed uh, deal as well. So, um, those were just a few of the signings. Um, also, Matt Feeler ended up going to the Chargers on a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. Uh, so, to help out Justin Herbert, they already had uh, gotten uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the center uh, Corey Lindsley uh, from Green Bay over to the Chargers. And so, the Chargers uh, again just making more steps to protect uh, Justin Herbert as much as possible. Uh, so that he can continue to grow, learn learn the game as much as possible. I, I all of the deals that have happened for for the offensive linemen, I have I've been very happy to see. So I, I think that every single guy that's been signed so far has definitely been a hit in in my eyes, at least. Uh, your thoughts? 
Um, <clears throat> no, I agree. Um, as you we were seeing, you know, offensive linemen were going just as you know quickly as these high-profile offensive and defensive players that we, you know, household names that you hear about. Um, for me, this year is it's starting to make me pay more attention to the offensive line and and starting to focus and see where and see just how valuable that's the, <laughs> the offensive line is in relation to your running backs and, and you having the quarterback and yeah. having the right running backs and the right quarterbacks. And so, you know, it's, man, if you, yeah, we, as you can see, you have a trash line. You, it's almost like you can, you know, it's like, it's almost like a franchise with no quarterback. It's just, honestly, you're struggling. You know, I'm, it, it's almost, it goes hand in hand, you know, Houston, <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> like, cool. You can make the playoffs all you want, but, <clears throat> You're not going to get much further if he's getting absolutely battered by a, a decent defensive line that can just cut through your offensive line like Swiss cheese. Like, I'm sorry. You, exactly. Uh, it, <laughs> I think a lot of uh, a lot of NFL organizations need to wake up and realize that you actually have to invest into your in, – if you're going to go get the quarterback, if you've got your guy, you need right. to protect him. Exactly. Um, so – Let's talk defensives here a little bit. Um, let's start with the – no, not the defensive line. Not much has happened there. Linebackers did go off the board. Um, what's your what – what do you think is the biggest linebacker signing? Linebackers. Uh, give me one second here. <clears throat> Put me on the spot here. <laughs> <clears throat> Biggest, um, uh, from what we talked about from last week, I know we have already ta- tackled Sha- uh, Sha- Shaq Barrett. Sorry, um, we've yep, already we tackled Bud Dupree. Out from when we last discussed, what was the biggest signing that you saw so far? When we I say biggest, I'm saying most impactful. We already talked about Van Noy. No, we haven't. We know. Well, then now that's the one I'm seeing. Yeah, that's mine. I think Kyle Van Noy going back to uh, New England is absolutely massive. Now, please explain to the listeners what exactly happened with with with. Okay, so Kyle Van Noy was. Where already... is he at right now as we speak? Because he could be on the move again. So I'm, that's that's <laughs> where I'm getting at. Like the guy has moved around so much so fast. It just... Yeah. Well, so what happened with him? He was with New England lat two years ago. Um, and then he went into free agency. He went to go get paid. He got paid by Miami. He had a fantastic year with Miami in in all honesty. He was, he was one of the reasons why that, that defense took the next step that they did last Mm -hmm. year, um, where everybody was shocked at how well Miami played last year. It was due to the defense and Kyle Van Noy was a big part of that. Um, now money restraints hit Miami kind of hard this off season. They had to cut quite a few players. Kyle Van Noy was just a part of those cuts. He's 30 years old, so he is up there in age a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but not too much older than the than a lot of these guys, in all honesty. Uh, but he still has a lot of good football left in him. Um, so he's going to go figure out where he can fit in the best. I mean, he's gotten paid a little bit already. He's already got a, a lot of his guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's go see what we can – let's go win again. And so then he goes back to New England, signs with them there this offseason – uh, on a two-year deal, twelve million dollars, six million guaranteed. So he's back in a situation where uh, New England has been very aggressive this offseason and in in free agency in general in trying to make sure that they're shoring up their their 
their team as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, where they've gone to go get offensive linemen, they've gone to, to re-sign Cam Newton, they've gotten offensive uh, offensive weapon help. Uh, finally, they've gone and gotten Kyle Van Noy to help out on the defense a bit, um, and then they've getting guys that opted out from COVID last year. All of those guys are coming back, mm-hmm. um, and you still got Stefan Gilmer out there on the trade block. So I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they can do. They still have the 15th pick of the draft, like. They are in a very, very good position, and I think the Kyle Van Noy signing just even furthered that to help give them more depth at a linebacker position that they they're getting guys back that that are returning from COVID opt out. So right. I think they they're in a really good situation, and I I can't wait to see what they do in the draft. Uh yeah, they're um, New England's back. They're dangerous. <laughs> I'm like I I was I was kind of like finally relieved like okay finally some new fresh blood in here we could finally move on and turn the page and no nope. no bill belichick said f that i am coming back with a vengeance he was i i, I honestly think he was he he took the tom brady in tampa bay <laughs> in the super bowl personally as he should have yeah you know, should have been personal a personal shot to him like yeah <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of the whole shaq kobe thing when shaq, yeah when shaq won in miami oh wait Shaq won already won in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> and though Kobe was stewing. And then when finally when Kobe finally won those extra two in the new yeah. in LA and he finally got on the podium, he was just you know, yeah. You could yeah. tell he just needed to get he just needed to one up him on something. hundred percent. So yeah, that you know, he don't even care if he made he didn't catch Jordan. He just wanted to catch just wanted to surpass Shaq. So, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no, that's you're seeing the same thing. Yeah, right I now. he I think <clears throat> I think for sure Bill Belichick is really looking to make sure that he he cements his legacy as as the guy that was the reason for this dynasty and and he's doing everything that he can to to make sure that he i mean i i don't think that he has to and i don't think that even tom brady has to i I, i'm kind of tired of the whole this is the whole new lebron jordan debate who's better and this is the nfl version of that who was the reason why everybody has been tormented by new England for the last 20 years. And I'm just like, okay, come on. Tom Brady couldn't do it without Belichick. Belichick couldn't do it without Tom Brady. This was because they both are fantastic at what they do. Bill Belichick can build a team. We're freaking seeing it. This is a team that a lot of people are scared of going into this next season in 2021. Obviously he can build a team. And obviously, we just saw it. Tom Brady just won a freaking Super Bowl. He can do it too. He, he can still play. Like, come on, let's build teams too. He brought a whole bunch, <laughs> boatload of players. <laughs> well, uh, hey, that was New England 2.0. So exactly. let, let's uh, again, Bill Belichick can build a team. So <laughs> let, let's yeah, you know, just wait because there's more coming this year. Oh yeah, watch, watch, just watch. We, we already seen the, the the I mean the wizardry and yeah. the, all the um. Popping circumstance, I swear you could have moved Tampa Bay to. They should be in Vegas because for all the smoke and mirrors that they did, how in the world did they bring everybody back? That under is what a question. Cap, under what I... cap number did they have to be able to? You know what? It doesn't matter. We can bring everybody back, and it all fit under the cap. Somehow. I'm still looking at this Shaq Barrett contract on my page here. Oh God, it pisses me off that they were able to get that done. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, exactly. Other <laughs> linebacker signings. Uh. I think another big one, Christian Kirksey from Green Bay, uh, 29 years old, goes over to Houston of all places. One year, four and a half million dollars, four and a half million gu- guaranteed. Uh, I the only reason why this one's kind of important to talk about for me is the fact that Green Bay's defense gets worse, so <laughs> they they lose out on a a very talented linebacker mm-hmm. in Christian Kirksey. Um, I think this is more about 
Green Bay than it is about Houston because I'm sorry, Houston, I you're not going anywhere this year. Right. With the situation that you're in, cool. You're you're doing what you can to to sell this to your fans, but sorry, if you don't have a quarterback, it's not getting done. Uh so Green Bay, they've got a lot of, of work to do. I mean, they obviously they really haven't been making too many moves in the first place. They've lost their Corey Lindsley. Uh they they've mm-hmm. lost Christian Kirksey. There's another couple of guys that they, they are missed out on. They still have Alan Lazard out in free agency. Uh, I know he's a restricted free agent, but he's still out there uh, mm. t- to be signed elsewhere. So I'm kind of confused a little bit with Green Bay, uh, but also I know that they're they're really looking at the draft as, as a place to, sign to grow. Every, all, all the signs point to the draft at this point. Yeah. Know, so. All right. Uh, other than that, uh, linebacker signings that I've seen, Denzel Perryman from L.A. goes to Carolina on a two-year deal. And then Devondre Campbell from Arizona returns to Arizona on a one-year, four million dollar deal. Um, cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, not 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 much to really say about those signings. They're they're just looking. To, they they got either their money or they're they're looking. It's to, beefing to, up the roster. Yeah, it, these these deals make a whole lot more sense. Like after the draft, going into mini camps, and it'll start to galvanize, and then then we'll see what the full body of work it is. But just looking at it from Stamp, you know, some of these signings is kind of like, eh, you know, uh, that looks okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, for right now, but it, it's 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 only March. I mean, like, guys still available uh, on the free agency block right now as we've recorded. Melvin Ingram is still available from the Chargers. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. Olivier Vernon still available from Cleveland. Um, Avery Williamson from Pittsburgh still available. KJ Wright in Seattle uh, still out there. Kyler Fackrell. Uh, I mean, there's a bevy of yeah. Quan Short. Yep. Um, Quan Alexander. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's quite a few guys. I mean, come on, Dominican Sue. Yeah. Still, you know, I, I, I classify I, him as a lineman. I have stopped. <laughs> I, I have to stop prefacing. Like, I, I have been navigating around any Tampa Bay free agency. Because, like, I'm always at the point, like, I'm for certain they're going back to Tampa Bay. You know, and it's like, <laughs> no. Somewhere in this line got to be cut off. I'm like, there's no more space over there for anybody. Unless you're unless you're just taking you're taking a theoretic <laughs> deal, fifty <laughs> k deal or something. No, I'm like, consume might if he's looking to just continue to win Super Bowls. He's got his money over his career. See, and that's you just said about Green Bay. That's what scares me. I can see him end up in Green Bay. Like okay, and and, and taking it for a discount. Like not really because he got his chip. He, you know, he could get a. I think he would get a nice contract. I don't think he's necessarily gonna. End break the bank and get I don't this. think he is this year just because of the way that the the salary cap is I think he's looking at he might be one of these guys that like a juju who's just gonna go take a one-year deal and see what he can get on the market next year so he can always come to Kansas City I'll tell you that that's fair yeah. <laughs> if you want to all right um uh, let's talk about some of these DBs um I think one of the most underrated DB signings Keanu Neal uh under the radar goes over to Dallas one year, four million dollars, three million guaranteed. Uh, that is one signing that I did think Dallas did very nicely. I know they lost out on Byron Jones uh, as mm-hmm. a corner, but to beef up with Keanu Neal, I like it a lot. Um, it, it fits. They needed that position to be assured up. All of their defensive backs need to be assured up. Um, but Keanu Neal is one of the best safeties in the league, in my opinion. Uh, he's only twenty six years old. Mm-hmm. Jeez, uh, I really like him sitting there uh, going uh, over to Dallas. Your thoughts? Uh, solid, solid move. Um, 
man, Dallas needs everything on defense. Yeah, uh, and true. <laughs> step, I mean, at least they're showing some aggression, being aggressive and, and you know, and making some moves before, you know, pre-draft. You know, because I figure they're going to address. Well, they don't know, have a lot more. of money, so they, they ha- I mean, they, I mean, this is a good signing just based off of the money. Uh, they weren't, they didn't have to spend 10, 15 million dollars on a DB. Uh, they went and got somebody who was willing to take a pay cut to 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 fit in the spot. You spend one hundred and forty million on your quarterback. True, ain't, ain't much left, you know. Exactly. That, but they two solid signings. Yeah, that's what it really come down to. I'm like, man, letter grade A plus. You know, like I mean, <laughs> come on, it's like they they did what they were supposed to do. You know, yeah. You know, I use this just as a as a working model. Chicago, come on, Dallas. I mean, cause Dallas was a disarray franchise last year. And they even got it right in the free agency. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm hoping that next year with more money, Chicago is able to beef up the DBs and Keanu Neal is going to be back on the market next year. So let's see what money he can get and, there. And I'm saying that to say this, just like we were talking about um, how how great New England was, you know, mm-hmm. in their signings and they were, you know, and they picked up, you know, a boatload of players and they just, every day you looked up, they were, they were picking somebody up or they traded for somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh my God, they, they, you know, it's like all these moves they're making. And okay, what happened prior of um, previously before all of this? They missed the playoffs. True. And this is what sparked all of this. So I, I, it, it gives me some silver lining that we're gonna have to just eat next year as a Bears fan. I think and so. It's the year after where yeah. we'll be positioned again to move forward, you know, and figure out what's next. But and we'll be where maybe with a new regime. Right, and I figure we're like like where New England is today is where Chicago can be next year, you know. But yeah, it is it just yeah. It, unfortunately, it's gonna possibly have to come down to that, where Chicago's gonna have to miss the playoffs. Like, it being where we are, you can't yeah eight and eight. And I don't think so, sir. I, I think y'all need well, to like I think five with the and, with the different signing that happened, Chicago just might miss the playoffs next year. Minnesota got Patrick Peterson on a one year eight million dollar deal. I you know it baffles. <laughs> I mean, like, I know he had to, like, see Chicago on the list and was like, I'm good. You know, like, yeah, and just said, a number nah. five defense, and I'm like, I'm good. I'll just go over here. Exactly. Really? I mean, Chicago did go out, and we did get Desmond Trufant. I mean, that's solid at cornerback, uh, it, obviously. But, I mean, hey, we, we got him on a cheaper deal, So, and it's only a one-year deal. True, um, and we also got. And I'm not knock. I'm not even poo pooing on the on the on the, on the pickup. I, it was just more so like Patrick Peterson actually goes to Minnesota. Yeah, as opposed to, I mean, heck, even if you had went to Green Bay, that would have made more. It's just like, why are they taking? It's like a lot of. This is like the off season of taking the lesser deal. You know, I think a lot of guys are because they they understand that the salary cap has gone down. There's not as much money going to be available to you in the first place. Take a cheap deal this year to go win. And, I mean, Patrick Peterson, you could have definitely gone to Green Bay and been in a better situation. But Minnesota is not a horrible situation. No, it's a middle-of-the-pack team. Yeah. I guess that it qualifies, but it's just like, wow, I'm sure you had a few other options before, you know, getting, you know. But I think that's the, I think it all speaks to the one-year deals that we're, we're seeing. A lot of these uh, quarterbacks signed one-year deals. Uh, outside of Dak, Dak Prescott, I think every other quarterback well, we signed for like, a one-year deal. We already knew what that was about. Yeah, that was a contract that was been waiting to happen. So. Yeah, but I'm saying like outside of the 
big names. Right. You're looking at all of the guys that are you thought were like, oh, he's on the come up. He's going to get paid. They're all taking one year deal so that they can truly get paid next year. So they don't have to take a discount this year right. uh, to try to figure out what how it's going to work under the salary cap or whatever. They're all doing it and taking these one year deals for cheap this year so that they can go get their money next year. And, and honestly, it is risky only because you might get injured, which everybody's injured in the NFL uh, at the end of the day. After you play that first game, you're injured. Like, he, like uh, it's just year. how the NFL works. Play hurt. Yeah. Uh, but if you make it through the year and you and you don't get injured, you don't have anything serious that's lingering into the next offseason or anything like that, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to be able to get a bag next year. So I think that's what we're going to – I mean, the free agency market next year is going to be huge. There's going to be all of these guys and the guys that are – Already their contracts are mm-hmm. due next year, uh, which I do have to say I did make a mistake last week, and I did say James Conner is available. I don't know what I was thinking. James Conner is still uh, under contract with Pittsburgh. He's a free agent next year. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I went back and I, lo- I looked at his contract. He, he's 100%. Uh, he's still got one more deal, uh, one more year left on his deal. So. And what is the what what's the situation with this gal? And why do we think he was I for I think I was looking through and I and for some reason I put twenty twenty one as his out year and it was just something that I messed up on. I, okay. It's just me. Uh so again, all listeners, uh, I apologize. James Conner is not on the market this year, he is on the market next year. <laughs> so uh just keep that in mind. Um but some more guys that got signed, Xavier Rhodes in Indianapolis. Uh, he re-signs in Indy, uh, one year, six and a half million. Uh, I mean, cool, I guess. I, I mean, for me, I've been turned off to with Xavier Rhodes since his last few years with Minnesota. Again, he had a bounce back year last year. I eh. bounce back. <laughs> to a degree. You keep saying, I'm saying bounce back me. He, he had a good season ba- ba- coming off a bad year. He didn't have a bad year last year. Was no, he, he didn't. Xavier Rhodes that he used to be? No. That does not stop him from having a bounce back year. We discussed this off the air. <laughs> now we do it again. That's fair. It does I, not change that he had a bounce back year. I know you keep rolling your eyes like, I am not impressed with this guy. I'm, I'm not. I just Xavier Rhodes doesn't do he it for so me. He so impressed. He got another contract. <laughs> no, and that's fine. I Like I said, the $6.5 million is not bad. I just, I just... He's 31 years old. I would have liked to see Indianapolis go after somebody else in mm-hmm. this. I mean, you got DJ Hayden out there. I mean, honestly, Josh Norman, go after him. Get somebody who's got AJ Boye still available. He's 30, and and he's he's been better than Xavier Rhodes in my opinion. Malcolm uh, Butler's out there. Malcolm Butler, uh, Kyler Fuller's out. Who was out there until he got signed by by Denver. So, I mean. Man, I just I felt like Indianapolis could have gone a different direction than than sticking with Xavier. Actually, right now with that Kyle Fuller DBs now. Oh yeah, and then the other big thing that happened with DBs with Denver, Justin Simmons, instead of signing the the franchise tag, he got himself a bag. He is now the highest paid safety in the NFL. I know we ragged on him, but yeah, that was based on a on a franchise tag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now you got your money. Now so. you got cool. your money. So hey, <laughs> it all makes sense now. Now you got Kyle Fuller. Maybe you can take him up under your wings and make you know let this guy blossom to become the you know the corner that we wished him to be. You know that he. Well, Justin Simmons is a free safety. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Help him still be DB. His. DB. <laughs> all back there together. So yeah. Still, he's he's going to be the voice back there, not Kyle Filler coming in and doing all the talking. So, True. 
But, but yeah. I think Kyle Fuller definitely bring like I like the DB situation over there. They think do they still have uh what's his name? Bryce Callahan? Or is he available? I think he's available. Uh, if if Bryce Callahan's still over there, they've got a sneaky, sneaky, really good defensive uh defensive back situation in Denver. Um, even without that, having Kyla Fuller on a on a pretty relatively cheap deal and uh having Justin Simmons locked up for the next, I think it what is it, a four year deal for him. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I think that Denver's kind of set in that situation. He's um, still there. Bryce Callahan. Yeah. Yeah. So jeez, uh, uh, as a nickel cornerback, he is uh, fantastic. I mean, that's what his role was with Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and that's why he ended up going over to Denver in the first place because Vic Vangio uh, was is now the head coach over there, and he wanted to stay in the same system, stay in that same role, and mm-hmm. it, it still works for him. So Bears over there surfacing up in the Denver Bears over here. Oh yeah, a bunch of guys went over there. I think uh, Adam Shaheen's over there as well, uh, the tight end. Um, who else went up? A Brent Urban, Brett hmm. Urban, he went over there, I believe. Uh, quite a few guys from Chicago went over to Denver. So that nice little farm system over there looks li- looks like it. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, overall, I think is there any more DBs that you wanted to touch on, or is that just about it? Um, you 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 may mention other, you know, like the Josh Normans, the Richard Shermans. It's, it's, there's just a few of them out there, but that's I yeah. mean, beyond them, those would be the, the targeted ones go after yeah if you're not just looking toward the draft at this point 100 percent, yeah i think uh yeah, ricardo allen uh richard sherman like you said kareem jackson in denver uh he has a team option now uh so still don't know if they're gonna pick that up or let that let him walk um right. aj boye um again he's available uh malik hooker brashad breland uh, carl joseph i mean there's a lot of guys. andrew sandejo still available like man there's a lot of guys out there that are available in the defensive back position, but again, I don't think a lot of these guys are gonna finally sign contracts until after the draft. And exactly. all, in my opinion, They're just because touched at all. Yeah. So, uh, man, I think yeah, just overall free agency has been a hit. Uh, there's been a lot of good signings. Um, I mean. There's a lot more signings to come, and I think from now on, we're probably as we get into some other topics in the NFL and in the sports world, we'll we'll touch on these at the beginning of a few episodes because uh, they're going to be coming in a lot slower now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll touch on the big ones as they roll in. Um, any uh, cuts that may happen as well, we'll we'll touch on those as well as a lot of guys are kind of changing up their um their rosters right now. So um stay tuned for all of that stuff uh do you have any other things before we part here um just uh i wanted to run through a couple of couple of signings that happened in the last day or two yeah um, did you hear mike davis got signed i did hear didn't care <laughs> <laughs> two year five. Uh, three million guaranteed you know with atlanta yeah i mean hey you know three million to become the starter not a bad deal i and mean not- you know, you know, took advantage of uh of the um, Christian McCaffrey injury that yep. you know, and then the phantom, you know, game um uh, one game back in week eleven of the last year, and then yep. gone again, <laughs> you know, just with another injury that and was promised to come back every week until the season it never ended. did, it never <laughs> came back. So Mike Davis gets a two year, you know, a two year deal, gets the opportunity to start in Atlanta, not necessarily the greatest um situation to win but a team that is looking to rebuild and restructure them their 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 identity i'm gonna say rebuild because rebuild would be like okay you know um 
and Orion's gone. He's leaving. You know. Well, they don't have to. To me, there's I don't. You, they can't get rid of Matt Ryan. His contract is ridiculous. Oh, him, him, and Julio Jones. They're they're there for life like, until their contracts. <laughs> well, until they get to the point they, where their contracts are are able to be moved off of. Because uh, then you have all your guaranteed money up and all that stuff. Right. Once all of that's done, then yes, they they, they can go into a full fledged rebuild. But I think you could still rebuild right now. I mean, you've got what the fourth pick in the draft. Go get a new quarterback. Go get one of the young guys. Have him sit under Matt Ryan for a year. I don't think that's a horrible idea at all. No, no. I think Matt Ryan's a better guy to sit under for a year than Alex Smith was with Patrick Mahomes. Definitely. I mean, Alex Smith. Never had a MVP like season as Matt Ryan did, so I mean he can teach him something. Right. So I mean I, I just think that Atlanta still has options this year, and, and they've got a really really good draft spot. I think they'll be just fine. I mean again, this is another team that was hampered by injuries. They were caught in the midst of a a guy that I think was should have been fired two years ago mm-hmm. uh, after he completely let this team fall apart from when. Um, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the coach's name. Uh, Dan Quinn. He should have been fired after that 2018 season. I mean, the, the the team completely regressed. They weren't getting anything done. They gave him another shot. Cool. Then they gave him another shot. I'm like, what are you? T- you have seen nothing change since uh, the the Wonder Boy left uh, <laughs> to S- San Francisco, offensive coordinator. Uh, um. um. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, uh, since he left, that team completely fell apart. Like, and they never got back to anything. I know a lot of it was injuries, and and Dan Quinn just never galvanized the, the guys to to have that next man up mentality at all. So that's a whole another rant. Let me let me stop. <laughs> so I mean, I just think that Atlanta, they you finally have moved off of Dan Quinn. You're looking at a new regime. You have an opportunity to to be a better team uh, moving forward and, and rebuild the the organization from within. Um, if you make the right decisions within the draft, I mean, obviously Mike Davis coming over to to fill in the running back position, not bad. Not like I, I was being crass when I said didn't care. I mean, it, it definitely is an important signing. I get <laughs> it's not the it's not it's not a, in the airways, yeah. but it, it's it's an underlining deal because it really just sealed the deal. Todd Gurley's gone. And, oh, hundred percent. Even though he was gone last year, but he's gone, and they're moving on. And I think it's a solid pick. Like if yeah. you if you have to transition, and and you know, and now you got this guy for the next couple of years, you got him for, really for pennies on the dollar, mm-hmm. you know. And he's gonna. I mean, g- granted, Mike Davis did not have a three million dollar guaranteed contract type year last year. I mean, he definitely is worth a lot more, but obviously taking this discount, and I think you know, which is a very you know team-friendly contract for, you know, for Atlanta. But it also, I think it upgrades their their run game just off that alone, you yeah. know. And between with the departures of um Gurley and Brian Hill, yeah, I, I, I like the signing. Like, they can actually move on and maybe finally establish a run game, which can possibly get this Matt Ryan, Julio Jones thing out, out of this ditch for, you know, that's, that's been stuck for the last <laughs> five, six seasons, like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Atlanta fan. I would be so oh, frustrated God. with them too. Like, I feel like that's a worse situation than the Bears if you really think it really about is. it. But it really, and that's what I was saying. It ain't the worst situation, but good lord, we it's just not going good. through it right now. But <laughs> you're getting raw emotion right now. <laughs> but Atlanta, oh, oh. No. yeah. But like I said, I think yeah. that they they do have the the potential 
to have a much better situation depending on what they do this year. Because, I mean, if you if you pull Orion Pace, you can be in some in a really bad position over the next four or five years. Uh, again. Uh, on pace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, pun intended. Um, definitely. <laughs> no. So I, I think that they definitely have the ability to figure it out. And, and, and if you make a couple of correct decisions here or there, uh, depending on offensive line help, fixing uh, situations with, with the quarterback, um, and then if you have somebody ready to go, you'll be just fine in the next few years. You'll be able to figure it out and fix it uh, at the end of the day. So um, I think we can call it there. Um, some things to look forward to. Uh, we have, uh, in honor of Mar- March Madness, as it's happening as we speak, and we're recording this on the 23rd of March, so um, things have already kicked off. But we will have a best sports movie of all time uh, coming out soon, a, a, a bracket coming out that you'll be, you guys will be able to listen to here and see what's all about that. Um, you can also actually see the the team the movies that we picked on uh, our twitter page again that's at the underscore square pod you can go follow us there and, and take a look at that um and give us your thoughts um hey we've already recorded the first part of it so uh you'll be able to see our picks uh, as that comes out in the next week two weeks you'll, it'll be up soon it's a fun um, episode yeah just a little <laughs> bit lighter than the, the seriousness of everything happening with uh, the free agency and, and cuts and, and, and franchise tags and all that stuff. Uh, it's something a little bit lighter to listen to. Um, we will definitely be getting into some of the biggest news coming out. Um, definitely, uh, I think at some point we're going to have to touch on what's happening with Deshaun Watson and his legal issues, plus what that means for the NFL. Um, also, fantasy, everything. Um, We'll touch on that. We'll also uh, get into some basketball stuff eventually. So stay tuned for that if that's something you're interested in. If there's anything that you guys are definitely looking forward to or want us to talk about, definitely leave it in the comments below. Um, Outside of that, uh, also draft stuff. That's going to be coming out soon. There's a lot of stuff on the way. So stay tuned. Uh, Like I said, leave a comment below if there's anything specific you want us to talk about. Uh, Again, And then again, follow us on Twitter uh, at the underscore square pod. Um, And outside of that, like, rate, subscribe uh, to get everything as it comes out. Um, That is everything that I have housekeeping on. So thank you guys again for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Have a good night. Peace.